Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Sully Baseball. This is the podcast where there is no offseason, and we talk about baseball 52 weeks out of the year. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I am recording this from a Sully Baseball studio in Pasadena, California, just up the 110 from Dodger Stadium, where currently the Dodgers are playing the Houston Astros in Game 1 of the World Series. That's right, I'm recording a little bit while the game is going on. Alex Bregman just hit a home run off of Clayton Kershaw. It's a 1-1 game. Uh, So far, Kershaw looks pretty dang good. Keiko looks pretty dang good. And the World Series is going to start. It's the first time in my lifetime that the World Series is a matchup between two 100-win teams. And I am, I'm, look, I'm excited about this World Series, and I'll tell you why. Baseball is a local sport. It is. Your pal Sully is a, what can I call myself other than the third person right now? I'm an anomaly. I'm an outlier. I care about all teams. I follow all teams. I'd be, if the World Series was, as I jokingly said, my desire to see Colorado versus Minnesota, uh, first of all, the temperature would be a lot different than it is today. At one point, it was 106 today in Pasadena. Are you kidding me? But I, I follow all teams and whomever is in the World Series, I truly enjoy. But I understand for most people, that's not the case. For most people, they take an interest in their local team. And if their local team is not in the World Series, they really don't care. Last year was kind of an exception because the Cubs were in it. And years where the Red Sox or the Yankees are in it, there's some, you know, there are a lot of transplanted fans. A lot of people like to root against those teams. I understand there are exceptions. But most of the time, like when it was Kansas City versus the Mets, well, there wasn't a whole lot of interest here in California. When it was the Giants versus the Royals, I was up in the Bay Area, and the Bay Area was rocking and going crazy. But for most of the country, well, there's a little bit of indifference. I understand that's how it is. I understand, and I think that everyone has to understand that that's what baseball has evolved into. It is not the same as it was in the 30s, 40s, or 50s. You know, when you could walk up to the stadium and say, one please, and get a ticket. You know, you have to understand, this is the way the sport has evolved. And to pretend that it's not going to be that way is a little baffling, which is one of the reasons why I am all for, and I've been saying this a ton, ending the season at Labor Day. Finding a way to play 154 games but ending it at Labor Day. Because, you know, that's when most people's interest goes away is the end of the season. So let's end it with summer. Let's do it that way. Now, of course, we're playing essentially in the summer now. It's 100 and it's now dipped down to 98 degrees. But come on, still, folks. You know, I wanted to play baseball in the snow, but this is ridiculous in the opposite direction. Uh, Someone wrote on Twitter, I wish I remember who said, global warming up in the bullpen. That cracked me up a little. But you have two teams that I believe are evenly matched up. You have good offense on both sides. I found it was interesting that they did not include uh, Curtis Granderson on the roster. But do you know what? 
if the Dodgers win the World Series, the champagne will taste just as sweet. Uh, you have very good hitters on both sides. You have tremendous aces on both sides. No matter what, at the end of this, either Justin Verlander or Clayton Kershaw will have a World Series ring. Um, I'm going to tell you what I think is going to happen, but do you know what? I'm, I'm really becoming tired of predictions because it doesn't, you know, my predictions have been awful, first of all. I didn't think the Dodgers were going to get out of the division series. My World Series pick was Washington versus Cleveland, so who the hell cares what I'm picking? Uh, I think the Dodgers have a slight edge because I think they're evenly matched in the rotation. I think their lineups are pretty evenly matched. I give a slight edge to Houston in the lineup. I give a slight edge to Los Angeles in the starting rotation, but not a huge edge. And I give a stronger edge to L.A. in the bullpen. And so that's basically where I, where I stand. I think L.A. has a slight edge in the bullpen. I think that's the sort of thing that could really, really tip the scales, especially if you have a situation where you have two starting pitchers going deep and eventually you hand over to the pen. I think the Dodgers have a slight edge there, which is why I think they're going to win the World Series, which is great news for Richard Perez and all you, Dodge, and all you Astros fans out there because I'm predicting the Dodgers are going to win. That probably means I just sealed it for Houston. But either way, this is a potential for a great World Series. And you know what? Let's just watch it unfold instead of trying to predict it. You know, I mean, it's kind of like when people's trying to predict what's going to happen in the, in the next episode of, of, like, Game of Thrones or something like that. I remember when Breaking Bad was winding down to people, who, what do you predict is going to happen in the final episode? I don't know. Why don't we just let it unfold and find out? You know, maybe that's what we should do. Instead of constantly trying to predict, oh, I think this is going to happen, that's going to happen. Who cares? Watch it. Have it unfold. Enjoy it. Because this could be great drama that we're seeing unfold here at Chavez Ravine. Another reason I'm really excited about the Dodgers in the World Series is today I, I went to Trader Joe's at one point, grocery store. I also went to Vons, which is another grocery store, and to Rite Aid, the drugstore. And in all those places, they had out Dodger balloons, Dodger pennants, dot, little Dodger flags to hang on your car. Everyone at Trader Joe's had their Dodger hats on, and they, were, they had all these things out there, you know, for the game. And when I was at the checkout, the woman had the, her Dodger hat and her Dodger jersey on, and I made a couple of comments. It's like, oh, Kershaw's, and she said back to me, Kershaw's hitting tonight. Let's hope that Puig and, and Turner and everyone can hit some home runs tonight. Go Dodgers. I said, go Dodgers, as if, as if I grew up worshiping Don Sutton and Steve Garvey and Fernando Valenzuela. But it meant that you got to see exactly what I was saying earlier, the local excitement. There's so much local excitement here in Los Angeles County. And yes, you could say, oh, LA fans are bandwagon or Fairweather fans or whatever. Now there's some truth to that to a degree, but there are a ton of Dodger fans here and they have awoken. And this is a very, everyone sees that this is a special October and they're wearing the Dodger jerseys and your pal Sully can strike up baseball conversations with total strangers. And you get to see that local excitement. 
Hell, when I was walking my kids to school this morning, and I saw a bunch of kids wearing Dodger jerseys and Dodger hats. And to me, that's, that's what part of the fun is. That's one of the reasons why I am rooting for the Dodgers, why I wanted to see them get to the World Series. Hell, why I wanted to get to the World Series last year is because I'm here. And I get to see the excitement of being where a World Series is being played. When I, lived, when I grew up in Massachusetts, I got to see the excitement and the devastation of the 86 World Series. Shortly after that, we moved to the San Francisco barrier. And I got to see uh, Giants in the playoffs in 87. I got to see three straight pennants with the Oakland A's and the, you know, the entire Bay Area in the World Series in 89. Granted, that was marred by the deadly earthquake, but the buildup to the World Series in game one and two, there was so much palpable excitement in the Bay Area that, my goodness, the A's and the Giants are both in the World Series. I got to live in New York during the Joe Torre years. Yeah, that was a punch to the gut as a Red Sox fan, but it was electric when the Yankees were in the World Series walking around. When it was Yankees, Mets, forget about it. That was just insane. It was palpable. And being there when it was Red Sox, I was there for both Red Sox Yankees, or all three Red Sox Yankees ALCS, 99, 2003, and 2004. I've been in the Bay Area for a couple World Series titles with the Giants. I'm here with the Dodgers in the World Series. There is so much electricity when the local team is in the World Series. The casual fans come out. The diehard fans are like, yes, this is amazing. Because you invest so much emotion in a 162-game season. You invest so much when your team gets to the playoffs and falls, gets to the playoffs and falls again, as the Dodgers have. And so finally, for so many people, this is either time to jump on the bandwagon, or for the people who have been there, this is like, hey, guess what? All that pain and anguish is about to pay off. And to be there in the middle, instead of it being some sort of remote, game being played like when it was St. Louis versus Texas. Believe me, I was in Trader Joe's, the same Trader Joe's, the original Trader Joe's in Pasadena, when it was Rangers versus the St. Louis in 2011. Did I say Rangers, Texas? Forget it. When it was Rangers, St. Louis in 2011, your pal Sully was watching every game and excited. It was a great World Series beyond just that sixth game. The one thing going against it was the fact that game seven was kind of a dud. But the one, you know, your, your pal, I wanted to just talk baseball with people. And trust me, the checkout lady did not want to talk about the Cardinals. She had no thoughts on Mike Napoli's home runs. And you walked around and there was, save for my friends who are just big baseball fans, staggering indifference. Now, people did take notice after the great game six. That's what kind of happens in World Series. The further it goes on. The further it gets to a game five, six, and seven, the more casual fans will pop in like, oh, I wonder how that series is going to end. Of course, it was different with the Cubs and the Indians last year. But as I said, that's a different story altogether. But being in the middle of it, being in the proverbial thick of it with the Dodgers, and I can't imagine the way people are 
thinking about Cle- in uh, uh, Houston, sorry, Cleveland. <laughs> but actually, I can't imagine. I've been there. I've seen that. And I'm, it's so much fun seeing people's reactions. Being able to talk with strangers. And no one knows I'm a Red Sox fan. I'm wearing my Washington State hat on. I'll point to someone who's wearing their Dodger gear and say, go Dodgers, they're going to win tonight. And their faces light up. It's like, oh man, did you see that Turner home run? I think they're going to do it this year. Local interest. That's what it is. Don't fight it. Don't compare it to football. It's not football. Don't compare it to the NBA. It's not the NBA. It's something wonderful that makes billions of dollars, has millions of fans show up to even the small markets to see it in person, and then when everything clicks, the local markets go crazy. Baseball isn't dying. Baseball is evolving. Baseball is not extinct. Species that don't evolve become extinct. You've seen leagues become extinct. Remember the indoor soccer league? Remember the North American soccer league? Well, now there's major league soccer, which has been around for a little bit. But you've seen teams fold, leagues fold, interest in things fold. And you've seen some things that were really big and huge turn small and insignificant in our culture. Baseball's there. It's just something different now. It's a different kind of entertainment with a different kind of passionate fan base. And when you see it all come to fruition, the indifference that was towards the Dodgers, the anger that was towards the Dodgers in 2011, is now euphoria amongst even casual fans. Walking down the streets, going around Pasadena, Arcadia, and Alhambra today, as I was... I can't tell you how many homes I saw outside with Dodger flags waving. How many people I saw wearing Dodger hats and Dodger t-shirts. How many Dodger banners were waving from the back windows of cars. That's a wonderful thing that, you know, when I think about some of the cities that haven't experienced that, the euphoria of a World Series, even a loss is, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm biased. Maybe I'm biased. And I've been here in L.A. to see the Lakers win a couple championships and the Kings win a couple of championships, and you see the people flying those Laker flags and flying those Kings flags, and it's fun. There's something special about the World Series, especially because how rare this event is in L.A., how long people have been waiting for this here in L.A. And I can't tell you there's electricity here. Let me just bring one thing up. For those of you who are fans of the podcast and longtime listeners, you know the significance of this, of this day. I, that in terms of in the world of Sully Baseball, this was the day that I started... Five years ago, I started the daily podcast. Not far from where I'm standing right now, actually. I did it in the the old Sully Baseball studio in Pasadena overlooking the historic Rose Bowl, also known as my kitchen table. And 
it's a different place. It's a different place where I'm living now, so don't try to find me. But this was the day that I started doing the daily podcast. And I always kind of made a big deal on October 24th. It was like, okay, this is the first anniversary, the second anniversary. It's the fifth anniversary, but do you know what? The reason why I made such a big deal was each year was a like a check mark. I did it another year, did it another year. And I really thought I was going to do another year of the daily podcast, but it's it's been a trying year. It's been a trying year for your pal Sully. Actually, on this day a year ago, it was a trying day for my family where I'm not going to get into the details, but I thought I was about to lose a family member. And while I didn't, it's been a year where the recovery of that family member has been long and sometimes painful. And a lot of things kind of added up that made me say, do you want, I can't do 365 of these. But I could not let October 24th, 2017 come and go without one. There was something that just seemed borderline sacrilegious about that. And when an atheist says something is sacrilegious, you know something's wrong. It's not been the, your pal Sully's best year, personally. It's been a year where there's just been a lot of things behind the curtain that have, you know, flipped things on my face, and I don't want to pull the curtain back too much. But this is what makes, this is the fun part of baseball for me. This is when you can turn to it And you know it's there. And you know you're going to have fun watching it. And I want to sort of, you know, thank all of you who have stuck around for this season where I haven't done a daily podcast, but rather done it sporadically. And it's funny, I had a two-week absence in the beginning of this month because I was taking care of stuff that I prefer not to talk about. And I got emails from people saying, are you all right? Are you all right? I said, no, I'm not, but thanks. <laughs> and look it, I'm going to continue doing the podcast and I've planned out a bunch of things. And once I get a couple of stuff here lined up that have nothing to do with baseball taken care of, we'll kind of aggressively do some new things on Sully Baseball. Stuff I've been promising to do, but that pesky life and Issues in life get in the way sometimes. That's a son of a bitch, isn't it? But that being said, I've been doing this for five years. Maybe this one hasn't been a daily podcast, but I feel like I've put in about as much effort in this year as I have any other year. So thanks all of you who have been supportive of me and keep listening to me and writing nice things to me and you know, sticking by, even though it's not a daily show anymore, being there, because do you know what? I can honestly tell you, the best feelings that I've had over the last five years have been, or some of the best at least, have been sharing this with you and having you enter my mind and float down the river Sully. And so what I got to say is, I'm going to continue doing Sully Baseball, and we're going to be here on October 24th, 2018. Now, who knows what's going to be in the World Series at that point. 
Maybe the Dodgers and the Astros will be again, but we've seen how hard it is to repeat. Everything was lined up for a Cubs-Indians repeat World Series, wasn't it? But I'm going to go back in. I'm going to finish watching the game. You already know what happened, and that's not the point. You don't turn to this podcast for stats. You don't turn to this podcast to find out what happened. You don't turn to this podcast really for predictions, because if you do, man, you must be broke. Nah. Hopefully you turn to this podcast because you just want to hang out and talk baseball. And trust me, that's all I want to do. So go to sullybaseball.com, like me on Facebook, Swire, on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. I'm everywhere. The music, as always, is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. Doing a more low-key celebration of five years, wondering what the sixth year will bring. This has been the Sully Baseball Podcast, no longer daily, for the 24th day of October 2017. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.